repent, turn from your wicked ways. He's calling you out, right? And so what, what some of y'all will do sometimes is that you'll say no. You'll have pride. You'll have a wall of pride be put in front of God and say, no, I ain't going to repent. I'm good. Let's keep reading, right? But Jonah ran away from the Lord. Everyone say, Jonah ran away. Ran away from the Lord. He headed for Tarshish. So he went down to the port of Joppa where he found a ship that was going to Tarshish. He paid the fare and went on board. Then he sailed for Tarshish. He was running away from the Lord. Just alone in this, in this part of the paragraph, we, we, we read twice that Jonah ran away from the Lord. And the author is really emphasizing that he's running away. It's clear to see that Jonah, he doesn't want to go to Nineveh. I mean, he didn't even respond when God had told him, go to Nineveh. He just said, I mean, he actually didn't say, he just left, right? In his, in his body language, he left. He ran away. He didn't want to have nothing to do with God. He didn't even have, want to have nothing to do with Nineveh. And so some, some of y'all here today, man, God would tell y'all to go preach the gospel in your own school. I mean, you're talking about people that, that are not following God in your school, even teachers, man. You know, you may probably be, feel like a, a, a loner in some way because you can't even relate to the people in your school because they're so caught up in sin. But see, God has given each and every one of you an authority, the power of the Holy Spirit to go preach the gospel. And see, God has given authority to Jonah to go do the same, to preach a message to a place where they're, they're an enemy, and so you see, guys, Elevate Man, you have to love your enemies. You have to obey the call of God when he says go because something will happen. You see, God has it all planned out. He has it planned out for you guys to go and tell your friend about Jesus, even if your friend doesn't like you or, or maybe you're not even friends. He's kind of like just using you in some way because you're like that smart kid. You, you're always quiet. You know, copies off your homework all the time, and you think, man, he's my friend. But then he, 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 uh, he backstabs you, right? He, 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 uh, he puts rumors about you. And so you're kind of now like, oh, man, I don't think this guy's my friend. I hate him now. I don't like him. Maybe some of y'all can relate here with that. Somebody did something bogus to you. Now you hate that person. In other words, in, in your heart, you technically murdered that person. And so, you, and so that's, that's a sin itself, but the first thing is that when you disobey God, it's also a sin itself. You see, and we're going to read later on in the, in, in, the, in the passage how Jonah, he repents of his disobedience. That's the good part later. Let's keep reading. But the Lord sent a strong wind over the Mediterranean Sea. A wild storm came up. It was so wild that the ship was in danger of breaking apart. All the sailors were afraid. Each one cried out to his own God for help. They threw the ship's content, contents on into the sea. They were trying to make the ship lighter. So we got sailors here, right? They think that, man, something's crazy, something crazy is happening. We got to throw out load. We got to throw out our, our stuff, our clothes, everything. We got to throw out of the ship, right? But that, that, that's not the case. They didn't know that it was, it was God who was doing all this because there's a man in there, right, who is, who is in sin and needs to come out. He needs to come out clean, right? But Jonah had gone below deck. There he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. Jonah fell asleep. The captain went down to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call out to your God for help. Maybe he'll pay attention to what's happening to us. Then he won't die. 
Here is what the sailors said to one another. Someone is to blame for getting us into all this trouble. Come, let's cast lots to find out who it is. So they did, and Jonah was picked, right? Found out it's Jonah. They asked him, what terrible thing have you done to bring all this trouble on us? Tell us, what do you do for a living? Where do you come from? What is your country? What people do you belong to? He's obviously upset, right? Because his people are just not going to fall apart into this, into this ship. All because Jonah, right? He, he's, he's, he's the one to blame for because of this disaster that's happening. And so Jonah's kind of acting like he doesn't know what's going on, right? I, I'm just here to sleep, right? And so Jonah, he answered, I'm a Hebrew, I worship the Lord. He is the God of heaven. He made the sea and the dry land. I want us to go back a little bit, right? When Jonah said that, that he, he's a Hebrew, right? He worships God and recognizes that he's the God of heaven. He made the sea and dry land. If Jonah truly recognizes this, he would not have ran away from God's calling. And so, you see, I want you guys to understand this, man. This is a lesson here because, because some of y'all here, I know for a fact, man, God has called you to do something so powerful, man, and you have traded that for disobedience. And so you've now brought destruction upon your own self. And what happens is, what, what happens is that now you're distracted by the enemy's lie and even your own self because now you've made up your own mind. You're saying, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to do it my way, Right? And so we got here, we're talking, he's talking about saying, I'm a Hebrew, right? He's saying, man, I worship God. Sounds familiar to some of y'all when some of you guys say that sometimes. Man, I worship God. I'm a Christian, right? You come Fridays, you come Sunday, but then throughout the whole week, well, that declaration really didn't make up for what you said because the sin, your actions are actually what's speaking louder than that. And so I want you guys, man, to get, get, this, get this realization here that you can declare all you want, right, just like Jonah saying he's a Hebrew, declare all you want saying you're a Christian, declaring all you want that, that you do this and you do that. But when it comes to the real deal and God's saying go somewhere, you don't do it. And so you guys need to wake up, man. I know I've talked to a few of you how, how, how God has clearly, you know, been calling you out to, to go evangelize, to go start a Christian club. But you run away, but yet come here on Fridays and say, man, I love Jesus. And I'm not, I'm not trying to put you guys down in a way. I, I, I get it. You, you love God. But you see, your friends, you, you got to set the example to them. You, if you want if you want to bring your friends, man, you want to bring them to, to elevate, that, that's great. Do that. But you know what? You got to live out the example. You can't just declare something and not live it, elevate. Let's keep reading. They found out he was running away from the Lord. This is verse 10. That's because he had told them. Then they became terrified. So they asked him, how could you do a thing like that? Can someone sit next to Victor, please? Victor, I'm sorry to put you on blast, bro, but you need to pay attention. How could you do, do a thing like that? The sea was getting rougher and rougher. So they asked him, what should we do to you to make the sea calm down, right? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied. This is what Jonah is saying. Pick me up and throw me into the sea. I don't know about y'all, but I wouldn't say something like that. I will repent at that moment for whatever I have done right, whatever Jonah did right. I would not want to go into the sea. But this is what Jonah, this is his wish. He wants to be thrown into the sea. Let's keep reading. But the men didn't do what he said. Instead, they did their best to roll back to land, right? They're trying their best. They're just trying to do everything they can in order to make the storm go away, trying to go a different place. But they couldn't. The sea got even rougher than before. 
Then they cried out to the Lord. Now, they're not crying out to their God anymore, to their demigods, right? Some other God, like the God of Dagon, which I'll talk to you more about later, but this is a, a pagan God that usually these sailors were worshiping. But they're calling out to the Lord now. Now, I don't know about y'all, but, but when I'm reading this, I'm like, hold on a second. You mean to tell me that Jonah <laughs> didn't want to accept the calling from God, but then you got people out here that are pagans, and now they're calling out to the, the God of the Bible. They're calling out to the Lord it's better. Let's keep reading. Then they cried out to the Lord, right? They prayed, please, Lord. They're praying now, right? Please, Lord, don't let us die for taking this man's life. After all, he might not be guilty of doing anything wrong, so don't hold us responsible for killing him. Lord, you always do what you want to. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard. I'm going to go back a little bit. They're saying, Lord, you always do what you want to. They're recognizing an attribute of God now, that he is a God who gives and takes away. He does whatever he wants, whatever he pleases. Hallelujah. Maybe to some of you, that's kind of like, man, that sounds selfish. That sounds mean. What do you mean he does what he wants? Well, here's a newsflash, right? God created each and every one of you. When God gives you a call and you don't obey that, that doesn't mean that God is, hates you now. He's just going to give that call to someone else. He's going to say, you know what? You don't want it? I'm going to give it to the sailors then. That's what's happening, right? But, here, but God doesn't give up on Jonah. God still loves Jonah. Let's keep reading. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the stormy sea became calm. The men saw what had happened. Then they began to have great respect for the Lord. Sailors just keep on giving reverence to God, man. They, they love the Lord now. They offered a sacrifice to him, and they made promises to him. They're just going all out. <laughs> I'm talking about revivals not happening in the ship. And so you see, it mind boggles me just how... You know, I, I, I hear stories about, about how, you know, how teenagers, you know, in the high schools, in some way, they bring their own kind of revival, right? But this is a re revival of, of sin that they bring. And, and through the culture and the influences, right, they're, they're bringing all, all this sin to the high school. All these leaders are rising up, and, and they're saying, come follow me, man. Man, come, come, come take a hit of this, man. Man, you should come to this party. Man, you should come do this. And everyone's just following them, right? And the other side, you got people that are actually creating real revival, man. People that are going to high schools and, and doing mission work and, and, and souls are, are, are at stake, but souls are, are getting saved and, and being brought to the kingdom of God. While on the other side, you've got souls that are, that are just, they're burning. They're going into eternity and, and, and into hellfire. And, and I don't say that in, in some way to, to, well, actually, yeah, to scare you out, but I want you guys to understand that when God is calling you guys, man, you, you got to know that if you're going to say no, What's going to happen now is that the person next to you who you've been reaching the whole time, he says yes. All of a sudden, you're going to have this jealous. You're going to be like, man, look at him now. He's a leader now. Man, look, look at him. He's, he, he, he's, he's so grown. He think he got it all together. You have this seed of, of, of bitterness now. But yet you still will declare and say, I'm a child of God. I, I love the Lord. Man, I'm going to go to church. I love the Lord. Right? You, just, you come and you warm up a, a seat. But that's just not enough. You have to obey God. The sailors did it. Jonah didn't want to do it. But you know what? You guys got to do it. You, you, you may be seen like a sailor, right? Because, I mean, as we're reading the passage, the sailors did some stuff they technically wasn't supposed to. And as we were reading it, they first said they weren't going to throw them out, but then they decided they will throw them out. They're new in the faith. They really don't know what they're doing. But you know what? They've recognized the God of the Bible. They've recognized the God of Israel, the Lord, and they cried out to him. 
You see, whatever sin you're caught up in your life right now, okay, just drop it. Give it up. Recognize your fault. Know that you did something wrong, but you get back up, man. You, you, you say, God, forgive me, Lord. I want, I want that calling. I, I will go to Taft and preach the gospel. I, I, I will go tell my teacher about the Lord, and I don't believe in evolution. You will dismantle these things. Let's keep reading, man. The men saw what had happened. Then they began to have a great respect for the Lord. As we're reading, they offered a sacrifice to him, and they made promises to him. Now the Lord sent a huge fish to swallow Jonah. Now it doesn't say a whale here. I know sometimes, you know, people that have read it, they can think it's a whale. I don't know if it's a whale, but it's describing it as, as a huge fish. I was trying to do some, some history on this and understand, well, is it a whale or is it not a whale? Is it a big, big, big fish? Whatever it is, right? It's, it's a huge animal that just swallowed up a person. I don't know about y'all, but being inside the stomach of an animal, it, it just sounds horrific to me. Like, it sounds nasty. I don't know what kind of stuff the animal has already ate, and I'm inside of it, right? And Jonah's already dealing with this. He's, in, he's inside of, of, a, of a great fish. And let's keep reading and see what happens here. From the inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord. Oh, let's go back a little bit. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. From the inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. He said, when I was in trouble, I called out to the Lord, and he answered me. When I was in deep in the place of the, of the dead, I called out for help, and you listened to my cry. Jonah's finally understanding, man, I messed up. I, gotta, I, I, I need to pray. I need, I need to talk to God. And when I was reading this, I, I, I was having a hard time understanding, like, wait, why did it take Jonah three days to finally get it? He was, in, he was in, 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 in the great fish for three days and three nights. It took this man three days and three nights to repent. Elevate. I don't know how much longer it's going to take for y'all, man, to repent. I don't know how much longer it's going to take for y'all to, to finally, you know, get it together. I don't know if it's going to take for y'all to be swallowed by a whale. Maybe that won't happen to you, but... But in some way, right, you'll be swallowed up by your sin. You'll be so swallowed up that it'll, it'll, it'll almost be seen as you're, you're inside of a whale. And, and until, until, you repent, <clears throat> until you repent and turn from your wickedness, you'll be free. You can't free yourself. I mean, clearly, we see Jonah, he, he couldn't get out of it. You know what I'm saying? Only God could do that. That will be revealed later on. But elevate, man. If you're getting called out by God to repent, just do it. You don't have to keep fighting it. You don't have to keep doing it on your own. You live in a generation that, that, that tries to do things the way they want to do it. You know, I, I was, I've been reading articles just about how, how Hollywood has, has been exposed about all these uh, sex scandals and whatnot. You know, I heard, recently heard that, that, that Jay-Z cheated on, on, on Beyonce and whatnot. You guys probably heard about that. But I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, like, like if, if you truly, you know, want, want to be popular and famous or whatnot, right? Doing all of that, it's, it's just going to perish. You could declare all you want that you're a big movie star or whatnot, but, but you see, declaring that you're a child of God, it's, it's so much bigger than that, man. You're saying, I'm a child of God, and I recognize the God of the Bible, and I'm going to live for the Lord. There's so much more value in that than being some big famous movie star that it just eventually ends up, you know, having a, a, a affairs and whatnot, Right? I'm not saying you can't be a, a, in Hollywood or anything like that, but you, just gotta, you guys got to understand that you can't put the calling of God second. You just can't do that. You can't even put God last. You got to put God first. You can go ahead and, and recognize who you are all you want, but all that, it ain't going to matter, guys. You, you need to say, yes, Lord, 
I will go where you sent me. If my friend doesn't want to go, I'll, I'll go. Send me, God. I'm ready. I'll be ready in season, out of season. He don't want to preach. I'll go preach, God. Give, give me the mic and I'll go. You know, have that kind of that, that faith, that, that almost like it's, it's, it's passion. It's a passion you have because you love God so much, you want to be sent out. And so I wasn't really seeing that with, with Jonah, right? Even though Jonah was, was called to be a prophet, Jonah was just being stubborn the whole time and, and prideful. He wanted to do things his own way. Let's keep reading this prayer, right? I, I called out for help in, in verse, uh, verse 17, the bottom, verse 3. You threw me deep into the Mediterranean Sea. I was deep down in its waters. They were all around me. All your rolling waves were sweeping over me. I said, I have been driven away from you, but I will look again toward your holy temple in Jerusalem. I had almost drowned in the waves. The deep waters were all around me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. I sank down to the bottom of the mountains. I thought I had died and gone down into the grave forever. But you are the Lord my God. You brought my life from the very edge of the pit of death. When my life was nearly over, I remembered you, Lord. My prayer rose up to you. It reached you in your holy temple in heaven. Some people worship the worthless statues of their gods. They turn away from God's love for them. But I will sacrifice a thank offering to you, and I will shout with thankful praise. I will do what I have promised. Amen to that, Jonah. Right? And as I was reading this, I'm thinking, man, this, this relates so much to, to today and, and, and what we're seeing. We got people worshiping worthless statues of their gods. In other words, there's a lot of idolatry going on today. We got people idolizing you know, fashion. We got people idolizing themselves. We got people idolizing, idolizing almost everything you can, you can think about, right? And then you got people who, who actually want to put God first, who, like Jonah's saying, right, I will sacrifice a thank offering to you. I will shout with thankful praise. I'm not going to worship no, no, no pagan God, no saint. And so youth, man, you guys got to understand this, is that if there's something here, man, that you're going to imitate about Jonah, imitate the fact, man, that he was, he was admitting what he did. But he wants to get right. He wants to do something right. And he wants to sacrifice a thank offering to God. And he wants to shout with thankful praise. I dare y'all to do that tonight, man. I dare y'all to come to the altar. Not now, right? But I dare y'all to, to worship God and turn away from your false worship. Turn away from your idols, guys. Leave that all. It's just not worth it. If you find something so precious and valuable in your life, right, replace that and put God. Jesus is precious. Jesus has so much value. Oh, my gosh. Guys, he, he died for your sins. <laughs> he died for all of you. He died for me. It, it, it was personal. Let's keep reading the prayers. Almost finished. I will say, Lord, you are the one who saves. <clears throat> It's powerful. The Lord gave the fish a command, and it spit Jonah up onto dry land. Boom. God commanded it. Jonah's free now. This is the part that gets even better, guys. A message from the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Now, we're talking about the first time, right? <laughs> Remember? God told Jonah, go. He ran away. This is the second time. Second chance, right? Go to the great city of Nineveh and announce to its people the message I give you. See what Jonah does. Jonah obeyed the Lord. Everyone say amen. <laughs> Jonah obeyed the Lord. He went to Nineveh. It was a very large city. In fact, it took about three days to go through it. I don't know about you guys, but, but that, that's, that sounds pretty, pretty far if it, take, if it took three days to get there. I know some of you out here are, are in track and field, right? 
Who in here can run a mile in like four minutes? I got to see this. <laughs> I don't know. I got to see this. Run. I said run, not jog. Run a mile in four minutes. Okay, some hands went down now. You guys understood me. I said run. <laughs> I don't know how, how Noah ran or whatever he did, but he got there in three days, and that's it's a lot of miles if you think about it. So it was a very large city, right? Took, took, a, took a whole day into the city. As he went, he announced, in 40 days, Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh believed God's warning. Let's go back again, see, see what Jonah said. In 40 days, Nineveh will be destroyed. God told him to give a message, right? Let's get that clear. This was Jonah's message. To me, that sounds like a very a vague message, right, that just Jonah brought. But you got to understand something, though, is that that's all it took, though, for the people of Nineveh to repent and believe. I know it was vague. I know it was so short of, of, of Jonah, right, because he, technically he was, he was still dealing with some pride. He didn't even want to be in Nineveh. So he just made it so simple. You guys are going to be destroyed in 40 days. That's it. That's like, you know, kind of like your, your teacher comes in. She says she's going to bring a bomb, real cool uh, lesson, right? And then she just writes it down. Do your work. <laughs> Sounds boring, right? There's like no excitement there and everything. But, you know, in, in Jonah, it's just, it's just very simple about it. And so, all, like, as I said, all it took was for that to start a revival, man. What do you guys think is going to take, man, for, for you guys to bring a revival into Steinman's? into forming. I want to see this happen, guys. If all it takes for you to say, man, repent for the kingdom of God is near, then do it. By all means, do it. You don't know what will happen, Elevate. You don't know if people will actually come and man, I want to get saved, bro. I don't know what you're talking about, but I felt the power of God. I mean, could you imagine people in Nineveh, they, they, didn't, they didn't believe in, 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 in the God of the Bible. They didn't believe in the Lord. But you know what? What Jonah said, it was, it was powerful to them that they said, I believe. Let's keep reading. People of Nineveh believed God's warning, so they decided not to eat any food for a while, and all of them put on the rough clothing people wear when they are sad. That's what everyone did, from the least important of them to the most important. Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh. Now we're talking about it reached the king. We're talking about now, let's say you, you preach a message, and it reaches the principal. How powerful can that be, guys? Let's keep reading, right? So Jonah's warning uh, reached the king of Nineveh. He got up from his throne. He took off his royal robes. He also dressed himself in the clothing of sadness, and then, sat, and then he sat down in the dust. Here is the message he sent out to the people of Nineveh. I and my nobles give this order. Don't let people or animals taste anything that includes your herds and flocks. People and animals must not eat or drink anything. They're doing a, they're doing a, a fast here. Let people and animals alike be covered with the clothing of sadness. All of them you must call out to God with all your hearts. Stop doing what is evil. Don't harm others. Who knows? God might take pity on us. He might not be angry with us anymore. Then he won't die. God saw what they did. He saw that they stopped doing what was evil. So he took pity on them. He didn't destroy them as he had said he would. God had mercy. He had compassion and grace upon people that, that, that Jonah didn't want them to have. And so you see all along, Jonah, he, he knew that, that, that that's something that God would do because he knows that God is a gracious God, that God is a loving God who will forgive the enemies. But see, elevate, man. I don't know if there's enemies that you, that you don't forgive, but I want you to know something. God forgave you. 
God forgave you. And so you have to do the same and forgive others. If you don't forgive others, that, that's, that, that's like swallowing, you know, poison and, 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 and it's, it's horrible. I mean, you're talking about something that, that, that could have a breakthrough. Forgiveness is powerful, guys. We're talking about a man 2,000 years ago who died for us and forgave us all for our iniquities. Talk about power, man. Talk about grace. Talk about it being free. And it was all free to Nineveh. The Ninevites were now sons and, 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 and the daughters of God. Let's keep reading. But to Jonah, this seemed very wrong. He became angry. He prayed to the Lord. He's now bringing a complaint to, to the Lord again, right? Here's what Jonah said to him. Lord, isn't this exactly what I thought would happen when I was still at home? This is what I tried to prevent by running away to Tarshish. I knew that you are gracious. You are tender and kind. You are slow to get angry. You are full of love. You are a God who takes pity on people. You don't want to destroy them. Lord, take away my life. I'd rather die than live. God have mercy. Jonah, what he, Jonah's saying is that he'd rather die than to live to see people become children of God. And so, and so, see, Elevate, you know, you guys have been coming to Elevate for, for quite some time now. Those that are new, keep coming. You know, but, but you've, been, you've been knowing God for a long time to know that God has done such awesome things in your life. That God has blessed you tremendously and has taken you away from a lifestyle that you just don't want to run back to. And so, you hold a grudge against somebody, against people that... That, that hate you, and you don't want them to have what you have. You know, it's almost like having a, a, a cure to cancer. I mean, cancer is a crazy thing. You, got, you guys know that. It's, it's horrible. A lot of people die from cancer every year. And so, you know, think of, you know, salvation, the, the message of, of, of salvation. It, it's a cure to, to sin. You, you give that message to somebody. There's power in that. The Bible says there's power in the words that are in the Bible. And, and it brings salvation to people. And so you've been given this light torch, man, to go into your school and the parks and your families to give this message that people will get saved. And so your grudge and your pride holds you back from that. And that's what we're seeing. It, it's holding Jonah back from rejoicing of, from, of a revival that, has, that is going on in, in Nineveh. Elevate, do you believe that revival can come to your school? Be honest. I believe it. Leaders, we believe it. You know, it, it, it starts with you. It starts with you, guys. It starts with you, Michael. It starts with you, Emily. I don't mean to put you on blast, but, but guys, all, all of y'all, man, all of you, God has called you out to do something like this. Don't run away from it. Don't be like Jonah. Let's keep reading. Here, um, Lord, isn't this exact? Oh, we read it already. But the Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry? Jonah had left the city. He had sat down at a place east of it. There he put some branches over his head. He sat in their shade. He waited to see what would happen to the city. If you guys can get the picture here, Jonah is, is now going up somewhere far, but where he can see what's going on, right? And it's kind of like a depression mode that he's going into now. He's putting branches over, his, over himself, right? He doesn't want to have nothing to do with anything, right? Let's keep reading. Something crazy happens. Then the Lord God sent a leafy plant and made it grow up over Jonah. It gave him more shade for his head. Man, God is so awesome. He still cares for Jonah that even in his depression, he made a leafy plant grow over his head so that he doesn't get burnt by the, by the sun. 
And so, you know, Elevate, you know, this, this message to y'all, man, is, is that whatever it is that, that you're caught up in your, in your sin in, Jesus still loves you. He's still gonna, he, he still wants to comfort you. He still wants to, wants to put his, his, his love on you and, and, and be there. He's always there for you. Like, as we're reading here, man, he put a leafy plant over, over Jonah. That, that's so loving of God to do something like that. You know, I don't know if whatever, something happened in, in, in your life where you lost a loved one. And, and trust me, losing a loved one is, is it's not easy. It, it, it's, it's hard to lose someone that you love. But you know what? Through it, there's peace, though. And God gives you that peace. And, it, and the reason why I'm making that correlation is because God cares about you guys. If he cares about Jonah so much that he's in his pride, right, and he goes far away. But he put something over Jonah's head. What has God put over your heart, man? What has God put over your life to cover you with comfort? But then you still say, no, I don't want it. I don't want it, God. Let's keep reading to find out what happens. Then the Lord God, right, suddenly he plant and made it grow up over Jonah. It gave him more shade for his head. It made him more comfortable. Jonah's comfortable now. Jonah was very happy. He had the leaf he plants. But before sunrise, the next day, God sent a worm. Everyone say, God sent a worm. It chewed the plant so much that it dried up. When the sun rose, God sent a burning east wind. The sun beat down on Jonah's head and made him very weak. He wanted to die. So he said, I'd rather die than live. Earlier before that, man, Jonah was, he was comfortable, right? Was he not comfortable? And so now we're seeing that, man, he, he, he still wants to die. He still wants that wish. You know, elevate... I don't know, there have been times where, you know, you've been through something and you just, you just, you just don't realize that God has blessed you and has, has done so much in your life. You got to take that, man. You got to understand that nobody can do in your life, you know, what, 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 God, has ever, what God has done for you. God has, I mean, let's think about the little things, right? Who in here has a house? Who, live, who in here lives somewhere where there's shelter, right? Raise your hand. That's a big blessing, man. Thank your parents for the fact that they provide the electricity, right? They pay the bills. I was watching this video. I don't know if you guys have seen it. My wife showed me. But um, uh, uh, a family, they put up wrapping paper, like gift wrapping paper, over the lights. They put it over the shoes. They put it over the walls. And then the, they woke up being happy because these are the real gifts they have. <laughs> and the kids are kind of confused. But, but they're seeing that, man, these are my presents. I got lights. I got shoes on my feet. I got clothes. I got a roof over my head. And, and so here with Jonah, right, we're seeing that, that God had put comfort over his head. You know, God, God did this. Jonah didn't do that. And Jonah is still despising that, still in his pride, not recognizing, man, God just took care of me. I mean, how many of y'all would say, man, God took care of me, right? God takes care of you guys. Do you guys recognize that? I, I know there have been times where you guys almost died, and it's kind of like you're like, I don't know, you almost got hit by a car, and you're like, man, I almost got hit by a car. God spared your life. God has done many things in your lives that you probably don't realize it was God all along. I mean, just the fact that, that you're here breathing today is a miracle itself, man. You guys are, are sitting here in your seats. You're breathing. Your lungs are working. Your heart is working. This is, this is God in the making right here, man. God, God has, has, has created each and every one of you and is still allowing you to live today, man. Think about that, how good God is. But God spoke to Jonah, and God said, is it right for you to be angry about the plants? So now he's angry about the plants because it, it, it died, right? It is, 
Jonah said. In fact, I'm so angry, I wish I were dead. He's still going on with that, man. He just still wants to die. He still wants to, to, to not, not live, to see this great thing that's happened in Nineveh. I'm thinking about it. I, I know the, it doesn't say here, but I can just imagine people in Nineveh are celebrating. They're throwing a party, man. They're, they're, their kids, they're all happy now because their parents uh, love the Lord now. I mean, just think about it. There's a party going on and a party going on in heaven. And then you got Jonah here who's complaining. Jonah who, who just wants to have nothing to do with, with their celebration. He doesn't want to join them in celebration, right? This is what God says. You have been concerned about this plant, but you did not take care of it. You did not make it. You did not make it grow. It grew up in one night and died the next. And shouldn't I show concern for the great city of Nineveh? It has more than 120,000 people. They, they can't tell right from wrong. Nineveh also has a lot of animals. What God is saying here, man, in other words, I'm, first I'm going to say that God has the final word. We're reading here. Jonah didn't say anything afterwards, right? I mean, I don't, I don't see anything here. Jonah didn't say anything. God has the final word. And he told him, listen up. I love the people that you hate. You may hate them. But you know what? All those that are 120,000, even the, even the animals, I mean, he cares even about the creatures. Have we got any animal lovers here? I know some people here love animals more than love people. I know people like that. It's, it, I don't know. But hey, if you love animals, okay, great. But, but God, he cares about the animals so much, and he cares about the people of Nineveh. You're talking about a, a, a city, man, where, where they were caught up in so much sin, worshiping false gods. And, and you, got a, you got a God who says, I love them who loves him so much that he sent someone like Jonah to go and preach to them, and revival was, was brought to them. And, but Jonah still didn't want to have nothing to do with it. And God here is just, is just telling him, like, dude, I am the God of heaven and earth. He gives and takes away, as, as we, as we uh, talked about earlier. You know, that plant that God, that God made, you know, grow over Jonah, that was all God. It, wasn't, it had nothing to do with, with Jonah's power. You know, everything that you guys have in life, man, it's, it's not all you. It's, it's God. So you guys got to start giving the credit to God, man. More than that is the fact that a calling he has given to you guys that you're running away from. You can't give such a call like that to yourselves. You, you can't give yourself such a calling of being a pastor. I mean, you're talking about, about, about caring for the souls of men. You can be a paramedic. That's cool, man. God's calling me a paramedic. That's awesome. We got any cops here? People want to be cops here? Raise your hand. Who wants to be a cop here? Who wants to be paramedic, right? Okay, cool. Nothing wrong with that. It's great. God is calling you to do it. That's awesome. But you know what? Don't give yourself all the credit. You got to give the credit to God. And so I, I see that a lot, man, you know, with, with, with some of y'all is that you're not giving the credit to God. In other words, you're not giving the glory to God. God deserves the glory. We don't deserve the glory. Jesus died on the cross. We, 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 we didn't die on that cross. I mean, the moment you receive him, yes, you die now to your sin. But that was all Jesus. Jesus did all that, man. Everything we're reading here about God sending a, a, a great fish, God having a, a plant grow over Jonah, God making the, the boat rock and, and the seas rush and all that, that is all God. We're talking about the God of heaven and earth who did all of this. And yet we got here Jonah who said, who's so angry about a plant that he had nothing to do with. Guys, when, when, God gives you, when God gives you a call in your life, he's asking you to come on a journey. 
He's asking you to come to a place unimaginable, a place where, where, where you thought was lame, a place where you thought was, was not even one bit of fun at all. You know, I remember back then when, when I was in high school and when I first got saved, my, my plan was to be in the Marine Corps. I wanted to be a Marine. We got anybody here who want to be Marines? That's great. Cool. Do that, right? But when I got saved, though, things started to change. And, and I remember arguing in my prayers with God, saying, God, I don't want to go to the Marine Corps because God was calling me to be a, a, you know, a leader in the city for the youth, to, to help the youth that I, come out of their, their struggles because I, I came from a background that was just rough. And so I'm, I'm praying, I'm talking to God, I'm saying, God, I, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to be no leader. I, I want to go to the Marine Corps. I mean, just imagine arguing with God, right? Almost kind of like what Jonah's doing. He's arguing with God. Just tell me he doesn't want to go to Nineveh. He, he doesn't want to do this. He'd rather die, right? And so see, guys, in, in your prayer time, if you're not talking to God to begin with, you won't know what to do with your life. You may end up in, in some place where you think it's, it's cool. Maybe you may think this is where God wants me to be. But if God didn't tell you specifically to go to this place, you're setting yourself up for disaster. We read that here with Jonah. He went to a place where God didn't even say to go. God didn't tell Jonah to go to Tarshish, right? You guys read the story with me. He didn't tell him to go there. Jonah told himself, I'm going to go there. And I don't want to have nothing to do with what you're telling me to do, God. It may sound familiar to, to how some of you guys respond to the calling of God. God, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go to the Marine Corps. God, I'm going I'm, I'm to go and... and and, and, and do this. I'm going to go hang out with, with my girlfriend. I'm going to go hang out with my boyfriend. And God is saying, son, daughter, come. There, there's a youth over here that, that needs prayer. Come lay hands on, her, on him. There, there, there's, there's a place over here where I want you to preach the gospel to. There are people that, that are hungry. Now, God, I'm, I'm hungry for, for a girl. I'm, I'm too thirsty for other things. And so Elevate, man, I, I encourage y'all and I, and I challenge y'all, man, to accept the calling of God, to walk in obedience. Because if you don't walk in obedience, all you're going to receive is disobedience. When will be the day, guys, that you will respond to God? When will be that night? I, hope, I pray that it's tonight, but, but when will it be that you will say yes to God and no to Satan and no to yourself? You're talking about giving up who you are, guys. Think, think about it. Uh, altar, thank you. Can I have the altar workers please come up as well? Thank you. You know, Elevate, I want to encourage y'all to, 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 to know that how you're living your life right now, receiving your own kind of calling, it's, it's not going to look good. It, it won't. I know people in my past that that are still doing the stuff that, that I, I left, the party life, the, 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 the girl life, the drug life, all of that. And I look back and I'm just like, man, like, like I did it, man. Like, it, it, it's not hard. Just, just give up who you are. You know, and it grieves me to, to see that happen in our generation. You know, you're talking about people that are 12 years old just, just getting drunk and wasted. When they could be at home just doing their homework and, and doing a devotional. Now, I, I, I don't know if all of you here are, are doing all of that, but, but whatever it is that you are doing that you know you're not supposed to be doing, just stop doing it. You know, God is not going to force himself on you. But what God will do, though, is that he will be there with you. 
throughout all the struggles that you're caught up with. If y'all could please stand. We're going to close out. You know, everything that, that we just read on the book of Jonah, the, the, the whole lesson, man, is that you got to walk in obedience. And I want to ask y'all, man, who's going to walk in obedience to the calling of God, calling from God? Because I know for a fact, man, few of you that I've talked to already, you have told me God's calling me to be a pastor. God's calling me to, to, to be a missionary. God's calling me to, to go to the, to, to the police force because God, you know, has called me to go there. And, and, I, and I, I believe in justice, right? Follow through with that. You're here tonight because you came seeking for an answer. You came here tonight, not, not really more so for your friends, but the fact that you stayed here still, it shows and it proves something, man, is that you want God. No matter how much you'll say, I don't want God, deep inside your soul, man, your soul hungers and thirsts for righteousness and it wants God, whether you like it or not. Because one day, when Jesus comes back on a white horse, he's gonna come back to rule earth guys understand it. he's coming back to rule you're actually you will bow down to the lord if you don't bow down to god now what he's called you to do then later on you're gonna bow down as well because that's what the bible says man you will bow before the lord you're talking about jesus the god of heaven and earth the one who died on the cross for each and every one of you you're going to bow down to him i mean we read in jonah how the king of nineveh he left his throne he left who he was, and he told the people, man, come follow me as well. You know, Paul said in the in, in Bible, man, follow me as I follow Christ. This is literally what he was imitating. He was, he was saying, come follow me. Guys, God, God is awesome. He's big. Come follow and do what I'm doing. And so I love and encourage you guys, man, all, all of us as leaders here, follow, follow what we're doing. We're, we're, we're not robots. We're not like like brainwashed in some way. I mean, some of we are brainwashed by the Holy Spirit, but you know what? It's, it's worth it because you don't understand some of the lifestyles we came from. We left that calling. We left that because we found something better. We tasted the glory of God. We tasted His grace and it is sufficient for all of us. And tonight, I pray that you guys taste His grace, that you guys taste His love a love that can't compare to this world, a love that can't compare to your family. You're talking about how his love still comforted Jonah. We read the story, guys. He got swallowed up by a big fish. What are you going to get swallowed up by tonight? That's right. You can say, I was, take me, God. Swallow me up. Let's bow our heads, guys, and let's pray. God, I, I thank you, Lord, for, for bringing all the youth here, Lord. Lord, I believe that there is some youth here, God, who genuinely want to follow you. There are youth here, oh God, that, that, that love you, but they're, they're struggling with not knowing how to respond, Lord, because they've always been, been trained and taught to respond in a different way. Lord, I pray you teach them, God. I pray, God, you have compassion and patience on them, Lord. God, just as we are patient with, with, with our kids, God, just as we are patient with many people, Lord, God, it can't compare to how patient you are with us, oh God. 
you're talking about, Lord, how you're so patient with, with, with people that, that are murdering others, oh God. You're still patient, God. And you're still merciful throughout it all, Lord. Lord, I pray for your mercy to come upon the youth, oh God. I pray for them to receive your grace, your truth, God, that sets them free. Just as you set free Jonah out from the fish, oh God, I pray that you set these youth free, oh Lord. God, I pray that they will want it. I pray that they will hunger for it, Lord. I want to call you guys out, man. If you know God is calling you to ministry or God is calling you to do something for your city, for your, your school, come up to the altar, man. Come lay down who you are. You could go to one of these leaders and they'll pray for you. They'll guide you. They'll teach you. They'll tell you how to receive the call of God, how to live holy and pure. Lord, have your way, God. Touch these youth, Lord. Touch their hearts, oh God. I pray that the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that they will receive you, Lord, the confirmation, oh God. Lord, 2,000 years ago, God, you did something so mightily, Lord. Your plan was so great that it came through and followed through. You sent Jesus to die for us. And it wasn't something simple. It wasn't something so so weird or, or bogus. It, it, was, it was amazing. One man having nails stuck to his palms, to his feet, saying, Father, forgive them for they not know what they do. Oh, God, I pray that elevate, Lord. We'll have a breakthrough. A breakthrough. The chains will be broken. Chains of depression, oh God. Chain, a chain like Jonah, oh, he had a depression, Lord. God, I pray that you comfort the youth, oh God, in their depression. That they would give that up and, and, for, and, and trade in for joy. A joy, a joy that is so everlasting. A joy that comes from you. God, I pray for the bondage of lust to break, oh God. The lust of the eyes, the lust of, 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 of everything that comes and flows through the heart. I pray, God, for the youth, oh God, to get their eyes, their minds into the word. They will receive the scriptures, oh God, that has life. Oh, Jesus. Oh, guys, I know... I know there's some of you, there's some of you in here 